right, as we head over into the break room, I need to have something ice cold to drink, and then we're going to talk a little bit about executions. Oh, my gosh. So good. So, as you know, uh, recently we've had uh, three federal executions back on. I mean, they have uh, turned up the juice as far as federal executions. And it all started from a case where the guy actually was uh, took longer to die than they really wanted. And so then we had to put everything on hold, and we finally reached a point where, yep, you go ahead and put people on death row back. Thank you. Thank you. We're, we're juicing back up. We're ready to go. So, David Dozier. Do, Dozier, right? Dozier. Dozier. I want to make it's sure I French. Know. Nobody gets it right. David I, Dozier, I, I asked. Uh, he uh, has done a new study, right? He works for right. uh, San Diego State University, and they commissioned a new study on adult beliefs about capital punishment. Right. And I took, I took your little test. David, thank you for coming on Chewing the Fat. I appreciate it. Uh, your, your test, uh, or your quiz to see, uh, how many people did you have, uh, participate in your study to get your data information? 1600. Okay. And most of, uh, most of the people, uh, in the quiz were, well, first of all, how many, how many, uh, how many areas in the quiz could I become? Could I become a killer? And I'm all for executions. Am I the guy that hates it and everybody should just be life in prison or not go to prison? How many areas are there for me to be a part of? Well, basically, the uh, I did ask opinions about uh, capital punishment. It was part of the, the study. And it turns out that opinions tend to be mushy, uh, uh-huh. depending on how you ask the question. If I ask you, uh, are you in favor of the death penalty for murderers, um, 56% of Americans will say yes. Sure. But if you ask them, which do you favor more? Do you favor the death penalty or life in prison without any, with absolutely no possibility of uh, parole? And it drops down to 37% that favor wow. the death penalty. So you get a 20% spread. So that's the, the mush argument. Um, uh, all of this got started when I, I, I wrote a novel, uh, uh, a mystery novel called The California Killing Field. And the basic theme is, uh, can you generate enthusiasm for a politician? This one happens to be a Democrat uh, by orchestrating a mass execution. And so it's sort of science following art in a way, if you can call the book art, it, you know, I'll let somebody else decide that. Uh, but what I wanted to do was to get people away from, oh, I'm in favor of this, or I'm not in favor of that, and say, okay, uh, let's talk about uh, executions, because it's not abstract, you know, it, execution no, it means killing somebody. Yeah. And what I found was, is that uh, abolitionists were people who said there isn't any method of execution that I approve. Uh, interestingly enough, um, about 17% of them still said, as a matter of opinion, I favor the death penalty. I, you know, I support the death penalty as an opinion. Kind of but later. yeah, yeah. And so people uh, have a hard time linking an opinion, which is sort of an abstraction to the specific act of actually going of, through of killing it. somebody. Yeah. So to answer your question, uh, basically there were four major groups uh, okay. based on actions. 
uh, and the first action was, what method of execution do you approve? And if you didn't approve of any, you got lumped in with the uh, uh, the abolitionists. And that was about 26 percent of the uh, of the folks in the study. So the other, uh, you know, 74 percent um, could be described as well pro death penalty. But when you started looking at their actions, they became quite different. Um, the first, the, what I called, ended up calling the soft abstract supporters were people they could sit on a death penalty jury because they qualified. They right. were willing to support at least one method of execution. The prosecutor would have allowed them on the jury, um, whereas abolitionists wouldn't, wouldn't be allowed. No way, to right. So uh, they convict this guy. He wasn't a nice guy. He was a serial killer. He tortured uh, and murdered a small child. I really wanted to, you know, make it really egregious. So it'd be, uh, <laughs> right. it would be easy for somebody that had, right. you know, pro-death penalty to say, yeah, definitely this guy. Town Square. So, we should be rocks so, at this guy. So, so the next question was, okay, you convicted this guy. You think he should be put to death. Since you're on the jury, uh, we're going to invite you to his execution. Are you willing to come? And people who said, absolutely not. I'm willing to sit on a jury and vote for death, but I'm not willing to right. uh, witness an execution. Those are what I called the soft abstract supporters. And that was about 23% of the sample. Then the other group of folks, and this is still a reasonable chunk of people, would say, yeah, I was on the jury, and if invited, I might attend the execution. And so then the... the uh, the uh, killer yeah. question was, okay, uh, you're at the execution. If you were invited to push the button, was the language I use, push the button to actually execute this serial killer, uh, would you do it? And it turns out about 18% of the samples would say, yeah, I'd do that. Uh, Only 18%. 30, yeah, 32 33% said I'd witness it, but I certainly wouldn't push the button. So that was what I discovered, which was kind of a theme in the novel, which was there's this schism between people that support the death penalty in the abstract, but the closer you get to actually killing somebody, the more difficult it becomes and the more folks sort of slough off and become less willing. Um, one thing you can say about uh, the executioners, which was the label I put on the folks because that's in essence what they were doing, uh, is they walk the talk. Uh, you know, if you think somebody was, you know, committed a right. heinous crime and you uh, think they ought to be put to death, uh, these folks were willing to, um, you know, walk the dock and actually, I, you know, participate in the execution. Uh, I found it interesting that the uh, the one uh, section, the hard abstract supporter, w would do everything up to killing them, right? They, right. They, they were for everything. The hard abstract supporter right. was for everything but push the button. Yeah. Right. right, but you know, shove the needle in the guy's arm, and yeah. uh, however you want to, you know, or you know, yeah. flick the switch for the electric chair. Yeah. Um, that, that's uh, that's fascinating, and, and and it does. It's it's a different kind of place. I mean, I I understand the different kind of place. I've sat on a jury before, and you know, and and we, you know, I stayed to listen to what the what the final outcome was. I didn't, I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to see what happened. And, right. uh, it's a tough place to be though. It's a right. tough place to be, to be the guy to, to do it all. Right. right. You can disassociate yourself right. with different areas of the process. If you only have to do one of those areas, right. If I only have, if I have to find somebody guilty of the death penalty, 
Yeah, you're guilty. Go ahead. Yeah. Send yeah. him down the road. Bill will pull the plug. Don't yeah. worry. So uh, when the uh, when, one of the things in your in your in your work, what about the situation? And these were pretty. You know, the lines were pretty sharp and drawn. You know, there weren't any gray areas uh, about it. Any anybody talk about? Uh, you know, we always hear through the execution process. Uh, well, there's so many that aren't guilty. We find them right. guilty, and then we send them to the death row, and then we find out they're not guilty. There's so right. many of those. I, right. I don't, I, I don't, and I don't know the exact numbers, but yeah. I, I feel like there's not really a lot. Well, uh, for not every nine executions, there's one person exonerated. Um, that's Ooh, from the well, that's death penalty information center, which is basically doesn't take a a position on the death penalty. They try to be a clearinghouse. Right. It's not that they don't raise criticism, but they don't. They're it's not strong, an advocate. They're not an advocacy group, and right. uh, and that is troubling. I um, yeah. Uh, many many years ago, I had a seminar, and uh, there was a. I had a lieutenant command, Navy lieutenant commander, later became a rear admiral, and uh, back in '87, he was pretty much for the death penalty. And then a few few years later, uh, more like couple of decades later, he and I got back together and he says, you know, that class really bothered me. And he says it was, and it's really the idea that we might kill somebody that didn't do the crime. He says, that that bothers me. He says, I don't have any moral hangups uh, with um, the death penalty per se, but I really have a problem with executing somebody that was innocent. Yeah. I mean, that that's a, that's a tough call, but you have to trust the process, right? I mean, in the in the long run, you have to trust the process. That uh, look, we went through all the all the procedural things that we were supposed to go through, and this is the outcome that was supposed to have happened, and it happened, right? And you have to kind of say that we have to believe in the process. Well, it's it's I I think that reasonable people could uh, take a, a hard look at the process. We. We do know that structurally, um, African Americans are much more likely to be executed. Thirteen uh, percent of the U.S. population is African American. Thirty-four percent of those executed are African American. So, um, and wow. you can say, well, there, there, you know, there's, there might be a lot of mitigation to that. You know, yes. uh, uh, there might, you know, it, uh, more executions in the South. Larger percentage of the population in the South is African American. A larger percentage of that population committing the crimes uh, uh, you it, know those that, silly that, things that could that could be but when you start looking at how many people are convicted of first degree murder with special circumstances and the the minuscule number of people that are actually executed um it does come across as having elements of um of oh, arbitrariness in it, yeah. uh, and 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 largely uh, at at the point where a prosecutor decides to go for uh, the death penalty over life imprisonment, uh, and a lot of that is the gamemanship gamesmanship that that prosecutors play. They want to have high conviction rates, and uh, if, right. especially if it's a, a particularly odious crime, you know, involving juveniles, for instance, um, uh, the victims are juveniles. Uh, you know, it's yeah. political points, uh, uh, and uh, 
it's easier to get convictions if you've got a an all-white jury and the person charged with the crime is a person of color. Um, prosecutors have found it easier to get um, convictions. You know, it's fascinating in Los Angeles uh, uh, County. Uh, the uh, I think about 24 people have been sent to death row, uh, and by a, a black district attorney, and all 24 are people of color. Um, okay. So it's 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 not saying that there's any particular animus on the part of prosecutors. It's just they're looking at oh, what can I win here, and I think that that's where we get into the systemic uh, difficulties with um, the death penalty. Well, I mean, the, California, for example, I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, death row in California, but they're not even, you know, they're, I'm surprised they have death row, so they can say there's a death row, but they've stopped any of it altogether as it is, right? Yeah, the uh, current governor, Newsom, uh, yeah. has uh, basically put a moratorium on it. Um, right. We are still a death penalty state, and so since we don't execute anybody, but we've got uh, district attorneys, you know, scoring points by sending people to death row because it's good politics. Right. Uh, what we end up with is a really crowded death row, uh, and uh, right. I think we've got something like 720, 730 people on death. We have the biggest death row. We, 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 well, uh, we've got yeah. Texas beat. Uh, That's uh, because. Well, Texas, like you guys we are take care of through. business. You know, you guys are <laughs> you guys are right behind China and Saudi Arabia and Iran in terms of the number of people you execute. So, uh, I know that we may be behind them, but I don't know about right behind. I think well, no, no, no. There's a ways. China is over a thousand that we know of. Yeah, there's quite a ways. Uh, there's way uh, over South- there. We're back here. Hey, guys. Yeah. Now, and and the number of executions in Texas have dropped off pretty dramatically yes, uh, over the last uh, last decade. Uh, yes, they have. As they have in other states as well. So, in your study uh, that about capital punishment, were there any surprises that you that came out of it that you thought, oh, I didn't I didn't plan on that? Uh, the thing that surprised me, and I, I guess it shouldn't have, you know, it's like we call it in the social science a duh finding, which is like duh. Should have should have seen that one coming. Um, the biggest group of people, thirty three percent, are the people that would uh, you know vote for uh, the death penalty and attend the execution, but not serve as executioners. And I just hadn't really factored that in, and it's not in my novel because I just had them divided into abstract supporters and executioners. And right, and there was just real schism there because. Uh, one of the measures in the study is um, sadism, two kinds of sadism. One of them is, you know, you want to do something sadistic to somebody. Uh, and then there's a thing called vicarious sadism, which is you don't want to do anything, but you want to watch somebody else do yeah. it. So I asked a whole bunch of questions about public executions before large crowds, uh, televising it. And uh, there was a real. Yeah, what'd you get out of that? I mean, that's that's bringing back town square. I mean, well, I, yeah, I, I exactly. feel like sometimes and, that, that that's needed. Well, well, that's see, originally that was the idea behind the death penalty. It was to terrorize citizens into following what the leader the told you to do. Right. And uh uh, in the uh, on the website, I don't know if you how far you got into it, but the uh, last public hanging in Kentucky back in 1936 uh, was a black man hung for raping a white woman. Uh, it had a crowd of like uh, 10 to 20 thousand white people show up yeah. at 5 a.m. and 
that's that schism uh, because the the abstract supporters, the soft abstract supporters, were more horrified by that than the abolitionists even. They were just absolutely, I won't go to, I'll vote for the death penalty on a jury, but I absolutely wouldn't go to an execution. And I think it would just bring out the worst in people if you had public executions and executions really need to be out of sight and out of mind. Right. I mean, but, uh, you know, back in the day, even before that, uh, prior to the last hanging, I mean, it was a picnic. It was was an afternoon for the execution or executions, plural, that were going on. So, I mean, it was definitely a a different place. And I, I don't necessarily know how that you know, what got us to move to that different place? Maybe we were tired of seeing it, uh, you know, the majority. Well, I think, I think that it offended, um, offended a portion of the population that, you know, sort of believed in the death penalty, but wanted it out of sight and out of mind. Um, You know, Michigan was the first. Move it to our uh, prisons. Pardon? Just move it to our prisons. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And that's out of sight and out of mind, you know. It's just, you know, a short item in the newspaper. You yeah. find out that he had hot dogs for his last meal, and the victim's family say, we finally got closure. And, and by the, the way, speaking says, of that, I'm I love, innocent, or <laughs> I'm sorry. By the way, I yeah. love knowing what, they, what they've what they eaten for their last meal. And the Oklahoma uh, prison, head of the prisons wasn't going to release what these last executions ate. And I'm a little angry at him for that. But that well, anyway, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> See, well, that's that's part of uh, that's part of the uh, vicarious sadism. It's sort yeah. of like I'm uh, really interested. It's 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 uh, it's bunched together with an item that says I'm really interested in stories about executions, last meals, last words, and any glitches. Uh, and uh, and and you know it's. It's like going to the stock car races because you like to see the crashes. It's slowing down in a freeway wreck because you just want to have a peek. Uh, and, it, you know, human beings have that in us, you know. It's, yeah. it's our lower self. Uh, and uh, 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 that's, I think, part of, of, of being human. But some people find that repugnant and others sort of revel in it. And I think that's a interesting schism among people who, in the abstract, support the death penalty. David Dozier, uh, joining us on Chewing the Fat. Uh, DavidDozierBooks.com is the place to go for uh, more information about David. And you can read his latest book, The California Killing Field, and find out more about uh, the new study on executions. For now, we still have uh, some executions around the country uh, happening uh, here and there. Uh, yep. Especially, uh, specifically, the uh, the federal executions are back on. And uh, they seem to be... Uh, pushing those through hot and heavy and get them, get them over with because we've been waiting for four or five years to get them back up and running again. And apparently our attorney general and president want to make that happen faster than, right, than ever right. before. Well, one of the interesting things I found in the study, I did ask, uh, you know, uh, it was in February, March. And so I didn't have a Democrat to compare it to, but I just asked people, are you going to vote for uh, President Trump? And among the people who said, yes, I'm definitely voting for Trump, uh, 62% are in favor of the death penalty, and the people who aren't voting for Trump, only 40%. So I definitely so. think that it, um, it, it, it definitely appeals to uh, the president's base. Right. But I mean, we still, that's still a pretty high number for people who are not going to vote for President Trump to be for yeah, the death 40%. penalty. Yeah, well, you see, the, the it's it's real tricky. Um, yeah. The, the, this that's idea of having an opinion about think. something you don't... Most people don't have any 
it doesn't impact their lives. Uh, they don't know anybody on death row. They don't know any murder victims. Uh, and so for them, it's, it's kind of an abstraction. Uh, and, but it was interesting to put them in a real situation and find out what, how they're different and how uh, the sadism goes up as you move from soft abstract to hard abstract to executioner. Uh, yeah. Uh, wanting uh, painful deaths and uh, uh, nothing wrong if it's painful, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, and, you know, so some people yeah, definitely feel that way and other people are horrified. So, and it again, is, it, on it the is death penalty, that you would, right, it is strange that you would be for the death penalty and care if that person had pain while you were uh, going through with the execution to me, it uh -huh. seems like a strange place to be. Well, you know, sure. I want you dead, but I don't want to hurt you while I'm doing it. Well, it, part of it is that the, the other side of that is I definitely do want you to hurt. I mean, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's an important part of the execution that you should suffer while you're dying. Uh, and there are people that say, yeah, I support the death penalty for the most heinous crimes. But boy, why, you know, torturing people, you know, long drawn out deaths because of botched executions. About 7% of uh, lethal injections end up, you know, botched um, in the sense that it's very, very long drawn out death. Right. Um, and that's, that's, the, and, that's the thing that held up the federal executions, right? The guy right. in Oklahoma... It took a you know an hour or something after he yeah. after he took the shot to to end yeah. up passing away, right? Yeah, it was another one in Arizona where it was a couple of hours. And in fact, while the guy was dying, they were talking to the Arizona Supreme Court. And so there's those things that just you know if you're squeamish, and that's how I describe that 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 group of folks that support the death penalty that they're they're squeamish about it. They kind of believe it in, in principle, but you start talking about. Um, you know, watched executions or painful executions or showing them on television or having them in front of a large crowd. They, they really don't like that. Right. Uh, David Dozier joining us on Chewing the Fat. Thank you so much for uh, you, spending some time with us today. I see, uh, as I'm looking at your notes here, uh, reading down to the fine print, I see where it talks about you being an expert in mass communication, public relations and communication management. You know, I apologize. I apologize for putting you through this chewing the fat <laughs> interview with someone who was, you know, me. Oh, uh, no, anyway. this, is, this is great. You know, so uh, for me to actually out, go out and do it instead of talking about it, you know, that old joke about those who can do and those who can't yeah. teach. <laughs> Those who can't teach, teach physical education. <laughs> I was just mess. David Dozier, thank you, man. I'll let you go. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I've kept you way too long. I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to a special uh, special little break room interview with David Dozier. Fascinating. Um, yeah, you know, I, I would I wouldn't mind uh, talking to David even more and delving more into those uh, into those numbers for the studies. But uh, I mean, there's only so much time I can hang out in the break room before somebody comes in and says, "Hey, get out." So uh, while we're getting out of the break room, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast? Okay. Subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Make your life better by subscribing to Chewing the Fat. In fact, that's the new that's our new that's our new moniker, at least for today. Make your life better by subscribing to Chewing the Fat. Duh. Okay. And while you're at it, you might as well, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel and 
Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can go ahead and parlay me over there at Parlor at Jeff Fisher Radio, Jeffy. So just do it all. And just do it today. What else do you got to do? But most importantly, subscribe. Okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs>